Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. I did not forget to do my super loud. Good morning. Hallelujah. Good morning, good morning, good morning. I'm so glad we're here today. I'm so glad I'm here. Amen. Made it through another day. Made it through another day. I am absolutely ecstatic. Uh, uh, so You know how small things just make you happy. Okay, so here's a small thing. But it's a big thing for me because it has to do with my microphone. You know when your micro... You know the, the boom for your microphone? It, it kept falling down. You know when that thing... And you, you're like, oh man, do I got to get a new one? And I remember that I had saw this spring and I had put it away. It's like, oh, it probably goes to my trampoline. Yes, I own a trampoline. <laughs> some of y'all may have had some freaky ideas and some of you might go, oh, okay, it's exercise. Yes, yeah, for exercise. I don't want to know what else you guys are doing with trampolines if it's not for exercise. I don't want to know. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, <laughs> I found this spring and I thought for sure that it went to the trampoline. I thought, okay, well, because I, I had misplaced some parts on the trampoline. I didn't want to use it without the correct parts, but I found them. So I said, okay, well, uh, maybe this spring goes somewhere and I was going to go in and examine the trampoline. Then I was looking at my microphone and I was like, shouldn't this thing be balanced? And I realized I was missing a spring and that was a spring. And, and now my microphone does not drop down to the floor when I try and adjust the boom. So the small things make you so happy. I kid you not. And so I, this morning, I was in here fixing on my thing. Because I started off thinking, okay, maybe I'll just turn this screw. It wasn't that. And I, that was when I realized you got the spring in that cup. And so I went through all my cups that I have, like my ink pens in. I was like, there it is. I'm so, so little small things make me happy. I found the spring for my boom. Bam, baby, I can adjust, move it around. I, I want to move it. I'm so happy. Because <laughs> you don't want to pay $20 for a spring. You just don't. A spring is not $20. But you would have to go and buy a whole new boom if you don't want to go to the hardware and search through all the springs that they have. And then they may ha not even have the same color. So if you put a color, say they're gonna have the they're gonna have the original, which is in silver, and you're gonna be like, my boom got a black and silver spring. I don't like that. And so sometimes we get a little weird like that, right? <laughs> like spray paint that sucker. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so good morning. Good Friday morning. Today is Freedom Friday. And um <clears throat> And so we're going to open up with prayer, and then we're going to put on the whole armor of God. And then uh, we're going to uh, finish up yesterday's uh, study about Jesus and John the Baptist. Jesus becoming uh, John the Baptist. Amen. Glory to God. Heavenly Father, we come to you, Lord God, through the shed blood of your Son, Jesus Christ. For you alone are worthy of all the glory, the honor, the power, and the praise. Amen. We thank you, Lord God, that you have told us that prayer is asking you for something. And I thank you, Lord God, that we begin to ask you for the level at which you want us to become accustomed to. 
I thank you, Lord God, for your blessings and your honor, your, your glory, your praise. And I ask you, Lord God, for everyone that has heard of me or heard of the show, that they will be drawn to you. Amen. And that they'll give their life to you and be saved, be forgiven of their sins and be saved. Amen. And um, I thank you, Lord God, for healing each and every person. Amen. Within the sound of my voice, whether it's recorded, whether it's live, how are they hearing it? Somebody share the link with them um, that they'll get, get saved and get healed and um, be filled with the joy of the Lord. Amen. In Jesus name, I thank you, Lord God, uh, for your blessings. And hey, I thank you, Lord God, that people will start to share the link and I'll get more and more listeners. Amen. Um, I thank you. And um, I appreciate y'all. Whoever is listening. I appreciate you. Oh, and one more thing. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that every listener, every person that's ever heard my show, any fans following me uh, on social media and whatnot, or people just following me, or people just like what I say or whatever, I pray that every day they wake up in the morning, they'll say good morning to you. Every night before they go to bed, they'll say, good night, Lord. I thank you, God, for giving me sweet sleep. And I wake up refreshed. And every morning they look in the mirror and wash their face. That they'll say, good morning, beautiful. Amen. That they'll say, they'll find something good to say about themselves. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Alrighty, so we're going to go ahead and put on the whole armor of God. As you can tell, I'm feeling better. <laughs> I'm doing better. No more. <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you, I had a, I, it was just like a mound of mucus was just like, whoosh, whoosh. But God delivered me. Hallelujah. I don't receive that anymore. I don't receive no sickness. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. I'm so happy. I'm happy. I'm a little thirsty right now. I've been craving Kool-Aid for hours, and I didn't go get it, and I finally did. Um, I made some Kool-Aid because, you know, it's, it's sugar in it, so I'm trying to give a balance, but that's what I grew up on. Uh, Kool-Aid, but I make it fresh, though. I use real strawberries and berries and blueberries. Grind it up, put some lemon up in that sucker, and some sugar. You can actually drink it without sugar, but it tastes better with sugar. But if you, if you can find enough fruits that have its own natural sugar, you good. Um, but, I mean, fructose, sugar is sugar. No matter if it's from the fruit or if it's from the cane, it's still sugar. So, you still don't have to exercise accordingly. So, it, it don't matter. <laughs> um... <laughs> I'm not a doctor. I'm just saying. It's sugar. <laughs> Don't be afraid of sugar. It tastes good. <laughs> oh. Alright. So, um, I got a little cramp in my foot. Uh, in my left foot. Oh my goodness. Y'all have one of them cramps in your foot. I'm trying to like stretch it out. Praying. I, I prayed for it. I'm going to pray for it some more. Believe God, so I'm believing. So believe with me. This cramp gone. 
completely restored. Amen. Um, anyway, uh, so we're gonna go to Luke twenty four forty five. Oh, I want to tell you, if you have made a mistake in your life, that does not make you unsaved. Okay, if you have made a mistake in your life, that does not make you unsaved. Let's say, for example, you driving down the road and you flip somebody off. That is not nice, but it does not make you unsaved. It means that you succumb to that temptation. You found anger again because you don't flip nobody off unless you're angry. I mean, it's rare where people just enjoy flipping people off. <laughs> where they just have fun, have just enjoy themselves flipping. No, that you, it's usually from anger, road rage or... You know, but some people just some people some people, I, I I have I have seen and have heard. Oh, ooh, what I do? Hold on a second. Hold on, that's my microphone. Testing. Okay. All right. So, uh, it. <laughs> let me leave this microphone alone. I'm moving the cord. The cord, like, stop, stop, don't touch me. And so, <laughs> um, so it's not everybody that enjoys flipping people off, but some people do. But uh, some people, they lose control and they get angry. They be like, oh, blanky, sit on it. Yeah, no, I don't do that. But even if you have done that, it does not make you unsafe. It just means that you, you went and you searched and you found anger. And you're like, come here, anger. I want to use you. It, yeah, well, let anger go. Let anger go on its way. And don't go searching for it no more. <laughs> Not lots of us go through that. I mean, Jesus, God still goes through it, but God, he he be he be angry, but he don't show it. He's the only person I know that has perfected that, and I'm trying so hard to get like God in that. He perfected that that he can be angry about about something, but he ain't gonna show it. He ain't gonna show it. He just gonna he he working through it. He just working through it. Like with, you know, with Adam and Eve, when they sinned, he was angry. But you, you saw how kind he was talking to Adam and Eve. I mean, and he punished them like a father. Like, yo, I don't like what you did, son. I'm not a, I really don't appreciate that. You disobey me. That you, you know, have you seen, you ever heard your father, or your mother talk to you? Yeah, well, what you did was wrong. I, I don't appreciate that. You know, I told you to do X, Y, Z and you ain't even do it. And okay, well, here's your punishment now, child. <laughs> and so God gave them their punishment. You read that in Genesis uh, chapters. Go, just read Genesis one through four. Not one, go one through six. Anyway, um, and so anyway, <laughs> you'll see their 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 blessings. You'll see their punishment. You'll see their creation. You'll see the creation, the punishment, uh, the creation, the blessing, the punishment, and then. Uh, in the New Testament, you read about the coming of Jesus. And this is where God shows his anger. The The punishment of Jesus, um, his mini- Jesus' ministry is about God displaying and God reaping his harvest. God, the, 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 Jesus is God's harvest. And so for two thousand, let's see here. We're into so for those for the, for the day. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. Let's see here. Jesus was born two thousand years ago, and so from the beginning of time up through Jesus, uh, 
was about 45, 40, I think like somewhere around 40, 45 generations, right? And somewhere around that. And so anyway, from that time, God was holding that anger. Now, I ain't going to say that he didn't get back at some of them for some the enemy for some of the things that he was doing. But for the one particular thing, the disobedience, oh, he was holding that anger because he had a plan. And, and so when you see these little battles in the Bible that God is having with the enemy, those are small battles, just small, little small. But the war was Jesus. That was the war. You had little battles and then you got the war. And when Jesus, when John 3, 16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God said not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Oh my goodness. That there is the battle cry. <laughs> That's the battle cry. That's the battle cry. And God is like, yo, I ain't come here to hurt you. I came here to save you. I sent my son to save you. You better get up on this ship. You better believe. I'm trying to save you. He ain't say it like that. I'm just exaggerating. But, uh, <laughs> expounding. Uh, but God is like, look, I, I came to save you for real. I came to bless you, uh, not to hurt you. You see what I'm saying? And so Jesus' life is it was that battle cry. And so what we're talking about today is about uh how John um I didn't uh, I'm we're supposed to put on the whole armor of God, right? But yeah, okay, so stay tuned. So today is about um how Jesus became John the Baptist. Because remember, John the Baptist came in and he cleared the way for Jesus saying Jesus is coming. He was he was Jesus' hype man, his promoter. And so Jesus being the sacrifice for us, for our sins, taking a punishment for us. After he, during his time, he was training, during his time in his ministry, he was training us up. And what was he doing? He was training us up to do what he was, what he was sent to do. And so he could save so many people, but he couldn't stay here and keep saving all the people, right? By promoting the gospel and presenting the gospel and showing them in the way to go. He had to take the punishment for us so God could express that anger and show that anger and punish disobedience. God had to punish disobedience. And that disobedience uh, manifested into what's called sin. And so Jesus took that punishment, right? But Jesus also became a microphone. He became like a blowhorn for man. How did he do that? Because he began to say, remember, God said, this is my son in whom I'm well pleased. That was a blowhorn. And then Jesus began to point out his, his soldiers. Hey, Peter, upon this house, I'm going to build you. I'm a, upon this rock, I'm going to build my house. You going to build your house on a man? Yeah. He's like, yo, Peter, you strong. You strong. He kept hyping him up. Peter, you strong. Peter, you strong. You got this. And then he he was he was yesterday I told you he was defending people. He was he defended a whore. Then that ain't the first time he defended a whore. He go, yo, 
God is talking to the whore so much that she came and gave me perfume. You know how many men she had to sleep with to get that perfume? The perfume was valued at what, $300? That's a lot of penises. But yet, she poured it all on the head of Jesus and washed his feet with her tears and dried his feet with her hair. She gave all she had. Mind, will, emotions, imagination, just with all her heart, mind, soul, and strength, she gave it all to Jesus. And he says, because you did that, you are forgiven. Amen. She, when she died, she entered into the kingdom of heaven. Why? Obedience. Glory to God. So that's what we're talking about today. Jesus. Bum, 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 bum. He like, yo, these are my fellow. These are my servants. These are my brothers and sisters in Christ. They following. They speaking my gospel. Bum, 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 bum. So let's put on the whole armor of God. Here we go. Luke 24, 45. Ephesians, uh, it says, um, then open he their understanding that they might understand the scriptures. Amen. Amen. Ephesians chapter six, verse 10 through 17. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand. Stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, and having on the breastplate of righteousness, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Verse 18. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. And for me that utterance may be given unto me that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel. Amen. Verse 24. Grace be with all them that love our Lord Jesus Christ in sincerity. Amen. Go me to Numbers chapter 6. Amen. 6, 24 through 27. The Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. I hope I'm, oh, I apologize. I had this thing so far away from me. I do apologize for you. Um, for... Um, hold on a second. I hope y'all, okay. Anyway. Ah, <coughs> 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 oh, pardon me. Oh. Oh. I had a Dorito. I shouldn't have did that. From earlier. Uh-uh. -oh. I'm just telling y'all everything. Here we go. Numbers chapter 6, verse 24. The Lord bless thee and keep thee. 
The Lord make his face shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. And they shall put my name upon the children of Israel and I will bless them. Go with me to Psalms 91. This is a big one, y'all. You got it, though. Psalms 91. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress. My God in him will I trust. Surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. He shall cover thee with his feathers and under his wings shalt thou trust. His truth should be thy shield and buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flieth by day, nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. A thousand shall fall at thy side and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. Only with thine eyes shall thou behold and see the reward of the wicked. Because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the most high, thy habitation. There shall no evil befall thee, and neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over thee, to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against the stone. Thou shalt tread upon the lion and adder, the young lion and the dragon, shalt thou trample under feet. Because he hath set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high because he have known my name. He shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. Go with me to Isaiah 54. Isaiah 54, chapter, uh, verse 13 through 17. And all thy children should be taught of the Lord and great should be the peace of thy children. And righteousness shall thou be established. Thou shalt be far from oppression, for thou shalt not fear and from terror, for it shall not come near thee. Behold, they shall surely gather together, but not by me. Whosoever shall gather together against thee shall fall for thy sake. Behold, I have created the smith that bloweth the coals and the fire, and that bringeth forth an instrument for his work. And I have created the waster to destroy. No weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper, and every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment thou shalt condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Holy, holy. Amen. 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 You're listening to LUTGRadio.com, WKKP, Digital Broadcasting. And this is um, the LUTG Radio Show with Kathy Brooks. Amen, 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 amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen, 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 amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. <laughs> oh. <clears throat> Amen. Remember, prayer is asking God for something. So ask God for something. Amen. And praise 
It's more like a, I believe, God, you're going to do this thing. I believe you, Jesus. I believe you. And worship is thanking him for what he's done. Amen. So ask what's believe, ask, and thank. Amen. But I know you got to add. So like, for example, when you go go to uh, when some of y'all, y'all be trying to ask, you be going to ask your boss for a raise. And you be like, man. I, 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 do you think he gonna give me a raise? You gotta believe that you worth the raise, and you gotta believe that he or she will give you the raise before you ask him, right? Because you can't go in there and be like, uh, oh, would, would you would you want to give me a raise? Nah, bro. If they ain't gave you a raise and it's been five years, then you need a raise. You've been you've been producing, okay. But, you know, people that understand your value, you ain't going to ask them for a raise. They're going to give it to you. They will. But some some of them you have to ask because they, they get super busy with what they're doing. And, you know, you just got to go for it. Go for it. <laughs> Amen. All right. So there you go. But don't be greedy now because they'll let you go. If you get too greedy with certain with people, they will let you go. Especially if you got a bad attitude, they'll let you go. They'll be like, all right, man, good luck. Thank you for your service. Peace. <laughs> uh, so we're talking about Jesus and how Jesus is blowing the horn for man, for those that believe in him. Remember, uh, John the Baptist blew the horn for Jesus. The Savior's coming. The Savior's coming. Yesterday I was talking about Roxanne. Roxanne, uh, her friend will be her hype man. The greatest of all time. The greatest rapper is here. The greatest is coming. The greatest is coming. And she would be hyping her up. And sure enough, she blew them all out the water. <laughs> it's it's so funny. In the movie, they show her uh, kind of counseling Nas. Because I guess when she first ran into Nas, um, he was kind of nervous to rap. And then she told him, if you come before me again and you ain't ready, I'm going to beat you up. Because <laughs> he was a little kid. And so the next time he, he came out, I guess it was a few years later, he blew it out of the he blew it out of the water. <laughs> and so it's so cool that back in those uh back in during that time, even though she had a bit of a rough time, um, and she never gave up. I love that story. Um, she inspired other people uh to be better at their craft. And so Jesus, when Jesus is hyping us up, he's telling us. I expect you to do greater than me. That's what the John 14, 12 is all about. Jesus is saying, I'm expectant of you like a pregnant woman. She will deliver in nine months. Whether you ready or not, that baby is coming. The baby is like, look, I am fully formed. <laughs> I'm ready. I'm fully formed and I'm ready. I am ready. I'm ready. It's getting cramped up in here. My house is too small for me. I need a bigger place. Boom, 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 boom. I'm kicking this door open. Boom, 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 boom. Wah, wah, wah. I'm ready. So whether you ready or not, that baby is coming in nine months. It don't, it don't matter what you think. Oh, I just need another month. I need to do this, this, this. And even and the baby don't care if you need to paint. Baby don't care. Y'all gonna have to go over to grandma's house. The mom and dad, mom and the baby gonna have to go to grandma's house or something while daddy finished painting. But 
somehow you have to get it done because baby coming you should have painted last week because baby coming <laughs> baby is coming that baby do it it's coming and jesus is basically saying look i already paid the price i told you i gotta go home i'm 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 building these mansions for you i'm making a mansion for you and i'm coming back for my bride so i'm coming i'm coming which is why he was blowing us up to be the hype. He was hyping us up to go out and win souls for the kingdom of God. Because he's like, look, whether y'all are ready or not, I'm coming back for my bride. And if you ain't dressed, meaning dressed in the blood of Jesus, dressed in salvation, dressed in forgiveness. If you are not in forgiveness, I'm going to have to leave you like a stepchild. You know how some parents, they come, they'll come. And all the kids that are on the stoop, on the curb, sitting there ready to go. And the one that just got to get a little extra cute, put on a little extra makeup. Now, she said, I'm coming around and I'm going to scoop up everybody. Be be right there on the right there, ready to go. But you had to go, go do something else. You got left behind. You the stepchild. You got left behind. <laughs> <laughs> Some people, they will only pick up their kids. Look, I understand your daddy had other kids, but I'm going to the store to buy some clothes for my kids. <laughs> and the other ones get left behind. Where your mama at? Your mama didn't buy you no clothes. Sometimes I feel sorry for you, right? Jesus ain't going to feel sorry for you. He sure ain't. He feeling sorry for you right now. When he come back, he coming back for his bride that is fully dressed. You must be born again. You must be saved. Jesus is coming. Jesus is coming. That's what John the Baptist was saying. The Savior is coming. The Savior is coming. What is Jesus saying? My men and women of God are coming to preach the gospel. Prime example. This guy named Jerry Savelle. He, he kind of he older now, right? But it, the word is still true. But check this out. He said one day, he was uh when he was younger, he was just you know in town for he was in town. He, you know he had a day off, and he was gonna go see this other famous preacher. I think it was Hagen or something. And so he didn't know that God was doing this, and he got all dressed and everything. He walking, he walking down, and God had told Hagen, just go ahead and sing and worship until he gets here. So he already told Hagen. That Savelle was coming and that Savelle was supposed to preach. And if Savelle was like, oh, this is my day off. I'm going to go listen to Kenneth Hagin preach. And so as soon as he walked in the door, he says, you can stop singing now. Hey, Savelle, come here. And he told him, you, God said you're supposed to preach tonight. And so God had already hyped him up to Hagin saying, he coming. He coming. Savelle is coming. Savelle is coming. God will hype you up to people. He'll hype you up. He's done it for me. My preacher, my preacher, my former pastor used to say, when you walk into a room, you should be the light that pierces the darkness. And to me, what, what he was saying is, God should have already hyped you up. Kathy's coming. Kathy's coming. And so when you get there, bam, baby, 
Go meet in Matthew 27, 1 through 5. It says, when the morning was come, all the chief priests and the elders of the people took counsel against Jesus to put him to death. Remember, Jesus had to, Jesus had to take the punishment, but he also had to decrease so that we could finish his gospel. And when they had bound him, they led him away and delivered him to Pontius Pilate, the governor. Then Judas, which had betrayed him when he saw that he was condemned, repented himself and brought again the 30 pieces of silver to the chief priests and elders saying, I have sinned in that I have betrayed the innocent blood. And they said, what is that to us? See thou to that. Meaning, we don't care. We wanted him anyway. And we was going to get him by any means necessary. He blocking our game. (laughs) And he cast down, this is Judas, and he cast down the pieces of silver in the temple and departed and went and hanged himself. Now, here's a couple of things you got to see right here. Judas, who was hanging out with Jesus the whole time. Judas is just like Cain. And that God told, God told Cain, be careful. Sin is at the door because Cain came at God, came at Jesus, offering up, up a uh, a slack offering. Like for example, you, uh, yo, yo. Let's say for example, here's a good example. Your friend say, "Hey, um, you got another piece of candy?" You go like, "Oh yeah," and you you got a fresh piece of candy in your pocket. But instead of giving them the fresh piece of candy, you give them because you know I'm thinking of this like remember those little rings that you they used to have back in the day? It was like a candy ring you put on your hand, you can suck it and lick it. So instead of giving them the new one in your pocket. Because the new one is grape flavor. Instead of giving them the new one in your pocket, you give them the cherry one that you've been licking on. Off your finger. You you take off your little ring. Yeah, here, you can have this one. And they're like, uh, uh, you was licking all on that. I, I don't want the one you was licking on. You be like, oh, do I got germs? Uh, Well, yeah. It, everybody got some kind of bacteria in their mouth and I don't, I don't, I don't want to lick your spit. And they're like, well, f- forget you then. That's kind of how Cain was treating God. Oh, f- you don't want my afterwards? You don't want my leftovers, God? That's how, that's how he was treating God. Oh, God, you don't want my leftovers? Oh, my leftovers are too good for you? And God's like, uh, yeah. God, oh, well, you too good for my leftovers is what I was trying to say. <laughs> God is like, yes, I'm too good for your leftovers. Don't give me your leftovers. Why didn't God want to take Cain's leftovers? God didn't want to take Cain's leftovers because he was giving, he was giving Cain his best. And what was his best? Salvation was coming. And so he was trying to prepare man for the goodness of salvation that was coming. So if you are not ready for a blessed gift, when it comes, you treat it like a rug, like an old rug. You hear me? Prime example. 
you live in a even if you live in a slum let's say for example you live in a projects now projects anybody know the project the projects are not good they get all kinds of things happening in the projects but just because it's bad on the outside that don't mean that your house gotta be chaos so when people when you walk through your door your house should be neat and clean as if you lived in a mansion as if you lived in a penthouse it should be clean but sometimes even when you go to people that live in go to people's houses and they live in a penthouse on the outside it's beautiful but on the inside it looks like a garbage can why cuz they had not changed their thoughts of how they should live they were not trained, okay, when you get something better, you treat it better. When you have this this old place and maybe it's not good on the outside, but it's how you think of it on the inside. It's how you treat it. So you sweep your porch. You sweep your inside. You vacuum. You wash. You clean. It's how you think of it. And so God was trying to get him to think of his offering in such a way because the way you love God will be the way you love yourself. And he was trying to tell Cain, you don't love you. You don't love you because you don't love me. That's why you want to give me a bad offering. Because you keep offering bad stuff to yourself. You're like, well, Cain had the best. He took the first and the best. But just because he took the first and the best. That don't mean he received it as the best. He trampled the gift and the offering. Because he did not respect the source of that offering. He would not have had any offering if it was not for God. God made every animal and every plant and every tree and the dirt in which it came from. If you don't respect the source, how are you going to respect the fruit from the source? And so Judas realizing that he did not respect the source of all his blessing, realized that he just condemned an innocent man. He tried to repent. He realized what he had done. He repented. But what was his mistake? What was his mistake? He repented himself. He realized that he had made a mistake. Judas was in cahoots with the devil. Judas was in cahoots with the devil. Who who allowed Judas to see that he had made a mistake? You can't get no revelation unless it comes from God. What, What could Judas have done? He could have cried out to the Father, Lord, forgive me. Lord forgive me instead he went to the same devil that he made this plan with say hey don't do this and they like we wanted him anyway now that devil those people had no revelation God wasn't even talking to them and here it is God gave them an opportunity to repent through Judas who said yo this is an innocent man don't do it I made a mistake and they like, nah, we're going to kill this dude. He messing up our game. You know how many holes I had running up in here? He come over here forgiving all these holes. You know how much money that is? 
He coming up here healing all these people. You know how much money I was getting from them, praying for them every week? Saying, you just ain't believing. And now, he done taught them how to believe and how to get healed. <laughs> he coming up here messing up our game. They're like, nah, he got to go, Judas. That's your problem. You ever heard <laughs> some of y'all that's been in the street and you make a deal with the worm person and you, you try and repent like Judas? They go, that's a personal problem. You better go handle that. Don't come back up in here. See thou to that. That's what that means. See thou to that. That's your problem. We ain't got nothing to do with that. A deal is a deal. Too bad. And Judas goes and hangs himself. Why? Because he did not believe. He didn't believe. He he became condemned the way he condemned Jesus. He did not believe. He repented himself realizing this was an innocent man. And even in that revelation, instead of depending on God, he depended on He depended on the mercy and the grace of the devil that was working through those men. Nope. And so what did he do? He went and did what the devil would do. Hang himself. Go to hell. When you make a mistake, don't do like Judas. Call out to Jesus. Jesus, help. Jesus help. Don't try and do everything on your own. I know everybody want to be a self-made millionaire. You ain't nobody a self-made nothing. You getting it from somewhere. Ain't nobody a self-made nothing. You hustling. Somebody got to buy your product. Ain't nobody a self-made nothing. I don't care what product you selling. Somebody got to buy it in order for you to get some money. Whether it's a service or something tangible. Somebody got to buy it, which means they got to believe it in enough to go ahead and give you their money. Ain't nobody a self-made nothing. Repent and ask God for help. You make a mistake, ask God for help. Don't go to the saint. Don't go to the devil that got you in the mess. Go to God. You got to flip the script and go to God. Because God is the one that's pumping you up saying you can do this. You can break free from sin. Verse 25. It says. Then then answered all the people and said. His blood be on us and on our children. Then released he uh, Barabbas unto them. And when he had scourged Jesus. He delivered him to be crucified. Then the soldiers of the governors took Jesus into the common hall and gathered unto him the whole band of soldiers. And so they are ridiculing Jesus. They realize Jesus is an innocent man, but they don't care. They're all filled with the devil. They're willing to let a a guilty man go free than Jesus. They're all filled with the devil. Every one of them. And they even cursed themselves saying his blood be on us and our children. They need his blood. 
But they talking about the curse for killing them. But understand this. No man, not even a Jew. Those are Roman soldiers that put him up there. But not even a Jew, not a Roman soldier killed Jesus. Jesus gave up the ghost. God was using man because that's the tangible thing, the tangible asset in the earth. God was using man to, to exact a punishment. But Jesus gave up the ghost on his own. That was his own free will. So we got to stop saying the Jews killed Jesus. They didn't kill him. He gave up the ghost. Jesus was a Jew. They didn't kill him. He gave up the ghost. Luke 22 verses 51 and 53 says, And Jesus answered and said, Suffer ye thus far. And he touched his ear and healed him. This is when Peter cut off. Jesus' disciple cut off the soldier's ear. Then Jesus said unto the chief priests and captains of the temple of the elders, which were come to him, be ye come out against a thief with swords and staves. When I was daily with you in the temple, ye stretch forth no hands against me, but this is your hour, the power of darkness. So what does that tell us? That all that time they saw him moving about, they were plotting and planning, plotting and planning, hoping and wishing they could take him down. But God would not allow him. God stayed their hand from him. But when God moved his hand off of Jesus, that was that they got an hour of power to do destruction. They got time. They that was their time of destruction. They took out all the anger that they had for him, and they just beat him senselessly. Why? Because they were flesh devils, all in the flesh. Luke twenty three, verse thirty two through forty six says, and there were also two other male factors led with him to be put to death. And when they came, they, and when they were come to the place, which is called Calvary, they were crucified. They, I'm sorry. They, they crucified him and the male factors, one on the right and one on the left. Then said uh, Jesus, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And they, and they parted. His raiment and cast lots. It was gambling over his stuff. And the people stood beholding. And the rulers also with them derided him saying, He saved others. Let him save himself. If he be Christ, the chosen of God. See, now they're mocking him for being a blessing to the other people. For showing them in the way to go. And the soldiers also mocked him coming to him and offering him vinegar. He said, I thirst. He said, I thirst. He might have been physically thirsty. But I think he wanted the living water. He is the living water. But he was so filled with sin. You ever tried to stuff a turkey? 
And see how full it get? So full with sin. Ain't no water left up in there. Because it's so the 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 ingredients have absorbed all the water. That 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 sucker's dry on the inside. And saying, if thou be the king of the Jews, save thyself. And a superscription also was written over him in letters of Greek and Latin and Hebrew. This is the king of the Jews. And one of the male factors which were hanged, hanged, railed on him saying, if thou be Christ, save thyself and us. And the other answering rebuked him saying, dost thou, dost not thou fear God seeing thou art in the same condemnation? And we indeed justly, and we indeed justly, for we receive the due reward of our deeds. But this man have done nothing amiss. He said unto Jesus, Lord, remember me when thou comest into thy kingdom. And Jesus said unto him, Verily I say unto thee, Today thou shalt be with me in paradise. And it was about that, about the sixth hour, there was a darkness over the earth until the ninth hour. And the sun was darkened. And the veil of the temple And the veil of the temple was rent in the midst. And when Jesus had cried with a loud voice, he said, Father, into thy hands I commit my spirit. And having said thus, he gave up the ghost. Mm. Jesus gave up the ghost. Did nobody take his life? The Jews didn't kill him. He gave it up. He had to go and finish. He had to go and finish. He had to go and finish. Remember, we are a spirit. Housed in a soul and a soul housed in a body. That spirit went back to the father because it belongs to the father. That was the Holy Spirit, the mind of Christ. That soul went to hell to be further torment. Mind, will, emotions, imagination, and consciousness. Jesus put himself on a cross for us. And Jesus is telling us we can do greater than he did. All we got to do is believe. And John 21, uh, 13 through 15 and 16 through 21, it says, Jesus cometh and take bread and giveth them and fish likewise. This is now the third time Jesus showed himself to his disciples. After that, he was risen from the dead. So when they had dined, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me more than these? He said unto him, Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. He said unto him, Feed my lambs. He said unto him again, the second time, 
Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? He said unto him, Yea, Lord, you knowest that I love thee. He said unto him, Feed my sheep. He said unto him the third time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? Glory to God. Remember, Simon became Peter. Peter was grieved because he said unto him the third time, Lovest thou me? And he said unto him, Lord, thou knowest all things. You knowest that I love thee. Jesus said unto him, Feed my sheep. Verily, verily, I say unto thee, When thou wast young, thou girded thyself and walked whither thou wouldest. But when thou should be old, thou shalt stretch forth thy hand, and another shall gird thee and carry thee whither thou wouldest not. This spake he signifying by what death he should glorify God. And when he had spoken this, he saith unto him, Follow me. Then Peter turning about, seeth the disciples when Jesus, I mean, whom Jesus loved following, which also leaned on his breast at supper and said, Lord, which is it he that betrayeth thee? Peter seeing, Peter seeing him said to Jesus, Lord, and what shall this man do? And so Peter was ready to go and, you know, beat up some folks. So Jesus definitely wasn't going to tell him who it was. But we also got to see in that is that if you don't train your children up in the way to go, if you don't train them in Christ when they get older and they uh, are caring for you, they will run you straight into hell. And God is and, and in that God is also saying that even when you get old, you still got to keep the word. You can't just do it when you're younger. You can't just be like, oh, well, I'm young. I'll just present the gospel and, and live a holy life when I'm young. But when I get older, I'm going to do whatever. Or I'm going to just let my children, whether it's your physical, your blood children or your uh, children, uh, you know, the disciples that you had. You you don't just let them go any kind of way. You, no, you can't. You can't. You must stay strong in the word continually. Not just unto death, but even in eternity. So even when when you uh, give up the ghost and you go to heaven, you still got to continue choosing God. You even when you when you give up the ghost, you still have the ability to make right and wrong decisions. Even then, continue to choose God. John fourteen and twelve says, "Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works that I do." He shall do also and greater works than these shall he do because I go unto the father and whatsoever ye shall ask in my name. I that will I do that the father may be glorified in the son. If ye shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. We ha- we are equipped to do greater. Jesus expects us to do greater. God expects us to do greater. And because he expects us to do greater, we can do greater. That was his plan all along. Not just to do what he did and then do no more. But to do what he did and do more. Do more. God expects us to do more. 
Do more than him. Do greater than him. So we're to be like Jesus and then we to go way past. Way past. Because he only saves so many souls. But we got to exceed that number. He only heals so many people. But we got to exceed that number. Amen. He delivered so many people. But we got to exceed that number by his blood, his power. We ain't doing it in our own strength. We doing it in the strength of the Lord. Amen. This is the offering of salvation. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, but you want to, now is the time. Now is the time to give your heart to the Lord. You know Jesus died on the cross for you. If you want to be forgiven of your sins, receive salvation. Repeat this prayer after me. Lord Jesus, I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. I confess my sins before you this day. I give up my past life with Satan and close every door to all Satan's devices. I confess Jesus as the Lord of my life. Thank you for saving me and for bringing me back to where I once was from this day forward, Lord Jesus. I will be sensitive to how you feel. I won't hurt you. I will obey you, Lord Jesus. I ask you to present me to Jehovah in your name. Lord Jesus, I believe with my heart. I confess with my mouth that you rose from the dead, that I am saved and receive you today wholeheartedly, 100%. Make me a light in this place. Make me a light in this earth and the salt that gives it flavor. And from this day forward, I will live for you, Jehovah God, in the name of Jesus. And share the gospel of Christ Jesus with everyone I meet and everyone I know is commitment, Jesus. I will get this world for you. I pray this prayer to the Father in the name of Jesus. I receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus. With the evidence of speaking in tongues and interpreting tongues for the edifying of the body of Christ Jesus by the will of Jehovah God. Amen. Glory to God. Congratulations. You just got saved. And what do you do now? Thank God. Thank you, Jesus, for my salvation. Take authority over your body. Speak to any sickness or any pain in your body and rebuke it and command your body to be healed. Amen. Speak to your accounts. Glory to God. And um, tell somebody you got saved. Let me know you got saved on LUTG Radio. Amen. And then... uh, um. Share the link so somebody else can get saved. Tell people how you got saved. That's your testimony. Tell your testimony. Amen. My name is Kathy Brox. This is the LUTG Radio Show on LUTGradio.com. Um, I'll offer a 10-week foundation course. It's free online. On L- you got to go www.LUTGradio.com. So you got to put the www in front. And um, so take the 10-week foundation course. It's free Read your Bible every day, starting off with the book of John, chapter 1. And uh, get yourself into a Bible-based church. And um, we're praying for you to find one and that God will lead you to the right one. Amen. And uh, I appreciate you and I thank you for listening to me. Uh, I pray. I I am a branch in Christ Jesus. Jesus is the head of the church. 
And so I'm only trying to lead you to him. I'm not trying to lead you to me so you can give me the money in your pocketbook. No, I'm trying to lead you to Christ. Amen. That's it. Jesus loves you, beloved, and so do I. 